Welcome! I'm Roxanne Spring, your personal midwife after hours, celebrating and promoting wisdom and power in pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Glad you've tuned in today. I'm very excited to have this opportunity to interview Faisa Farol. She describes herself as a wife of a very humble and patient man, and they together have two children. Besides that and beyond that, she's a certified professional midwife. She does a solo practice. In addition to she is the founder and director of Global Perinatal Services, which is a nonprofit organization. You would think all of that is a lot on her plate, but now she's actually going to school. We will hear all about this. I am absolutely certain that you will be very happy that you tuned in, and I'm so happy to have you all here with us now. Aisa, I am so thrilled that you're here with us today. I'm thank you for being here. Of course, thank you for having me, Roxanne. It's really nice seeing you. It's very nice to be together again. It has been some time. Mm -hmm. Oh, as we as we had a few minutes to chat, we, our first coming together happened a few years ago. Really, right? It, it did. That was before the pandemic, actually. Remember we? Yes. Yeah, you came through. You came. Um, yeah, that was before the pandemic, and um, yeah, that was quite. Welcome. I'm Roxanne Spring, your personal midwife after hours, celebrating and promoting wisdom and power in pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Glad you've tuned in today. I'm very excited to have this opportunity to interview Faisa Farol. She describes herself as a wife of a very humble and patient man, and they together have two children. Besides that and beyond that, she's a certified professional midwife. She does a solo practice. In addition to she is the founder and director of Global Perinatal Services, which is a nonprofit organization. You would think all of that is a lot on her plate, but now she's actually going to school. We will hear all about this. I am absolutely certain that you will be very happy that you tuned in, and I'm so happy to have you all here with us now quite a while ago right it was i'm not exactly sure how many times we got together before the actual day um yeah. this was the intersection of me leaving my practice mm -hmm. and it worked right. out so well for me to have a practice that could receive uh yeah. the the setup and and yes. and and there's so many reasons why I would choose your practice to do this with in terms yeah. of wanting to contribute. And we're going to discover some of that today. Definitely. So, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, I'm still using some of the stuff I got from you, um, you know, from my teaching and, and just during prenatals and the nonprofit. We still have some of the, some of the furniture that you gave. So, so yeah, it's, 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 it's been really, it's been really helpful. Yeah. Well, I had no concerns that it would be put to good use for sure. Mm -hmm. But so yeah. I I think the cat's out of the bag. You're a midwife. I am. <laughs> but how about if you right. if you would tell us the story of your journey to mm -hmm. how you first were introduced to midwifery and and where yeah. how you got to be where you are today? 
Sure. Okay. I don't even know if I'm looking at the right place because with Zoom, I'm, I always have. I don't know where I'm supposed to be looking. You know. At, you know so, what? Uh, there's no. <laughs> there's no video attached to this, so you don't okay. have to look any certain place. I'm gonna edit awesome. that out. Perfect. Go ahead. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So, um, so I came to be referee. Um, I originally went to school and I did my prerequisites for nursing because that's what I wanted to do back in early 2000s and um and through nursing is sort of how i um while i was going through my prerequisites i was also working as an interpreter so i'm a certified state certified uh medical interpreter for the uh, somali language and so i was doing that and i have gotten through through this line of work i've gotten exposed to various different providers <laughs> and um and because of my gender i also would be um, you know, folks would like to request female to attend the birth with them just for modesty's sake. So I got to be, you know, at various different birth birth settings. Um, so in particular, like it, it's all within the hospital, but you know, like the birth center and the within the hospital, just the actual uh, OBGYN groups, CNM. So I got to sort of get a, got a, you know, just um, just a bit of everything, right? And so I really wanted to um, look into. You know midwifery and so when i wanted to do that i um find out that there's actually um a direct entry midwifery program that i could do um so which i did um and i um w when i started pursuing that i also learned how different they were versus the cnms in the hospital and so i felt like i really really wanted to sort of get some of the women in my community out of the hospital just because there was so much happening that i uh I felt like you know it would be great if they had an option. Um, so, and I remember attending my first home birth with um, you know um, um, an LM who was also uh, uh, ND. I remember her just sort of asking me, "Come along to see how you feel, you know, whatnot." And so I went, and I just couldn't believe how 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 simple it looked, you know, how how it was like blissful. You know, mm -hmm. like when I think of that bird, like that's the word that comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh my God, this is so great. Like so many people need to know this. Um, so I went to um, Seattle Home, uh, Seattle Midwifery School at, the, at that time it mm -hmm. was. So I started off there um, and through it, I did uh, as part of the requisite for the for the midwifery, it was also a uh, um, doula, um, you know, course. You have to take a doula course for it. So I took that and I was like, oh my God, People in my community knew this even more too. So, um, so I, 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 as I was going through midwifery um, school, I was actually I paid my way through doing uh, doula work as well. So, which was really cool. Um, and then, uh, you know, fast forward years later, I am still practicing as a solo practitioner right now. I also am um, with a nonprofit which I started, um, and I'm also the director of it called Global Perinatal Services that provides uh, training and also employment for doulas from various different immigrant and refugee uh, communities, which is really, uh, you know, a work that really means a lot to me. I have been doing, I, I think I would be doing this work even if I wasn't getting paid for it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just something that really, and oftentimes that's what it looks like too. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it looks like because you don't make a lot with nonprofit, but it's, it's the, um, it's just a passion that I have for the work. It's the, you know, the phone calls that we get. It's the families that, that are responding to, um, you know, the services that we're providing for them. Just, you know, if, if we're able to alleviate the smallest thing, you know, make it comfortable for them at, at a time that, you know, birth during birth, it's just, you know, you will never forget anybody who does the slightest kindness for you, mm -hmm. you know, during, during that, that, um, that, 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 that phase. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's pretty much what's driving me to do this work. I feel like, um, and and yeah, in my solo practice, I don't see a lot of people. I see about, um, uh, I do about a birth or two births in a month. Mm -hmm. So um, and through it, I I'd like to continue it because referee again is, is something I really really love. I also do uh, mentorship, so I'm I, you know I'm allowing students to come through and um, sort of learn uh, through. Um, you know, with me as well, which is which also exciting um, in just, you know, just giving giving back to the community. I, 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 I never thought I would be a preceptor because I've had 
I've had some interesting preceptors. I've had some awesome ones. I've had some, you know, not so awesome, but um, <laughs> it's really nice to be able to take all that and then, you know, make it, make it my own and, um, and give it back that way as well. So, yeah. Right. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Let's we just heard it here. You have your yeah. own solo practice. You mm -hmm. also have a whole organization that you're facilitating. You're yeah. also um, mentoring or having um, having students and now mm -hmm. this is probably because you have nothing going on at home is that right oh I have like I have like you know I, I've got two teenagers but you know that's that's it. <laughs> yes I have um, yeah my family uh, you know my husband and I and we have two uh, two beautiful boys mm -hmm. 16 and 12 so uh, so yeah it's and I have to still make dinner you know mm -hmm. and it's it's all that and then um, and then some so I don't know oftentimes I don't even know how I get you know or when I get the energy to do what I'm doing mm -hmm. um, but it's been it's been really um, it's been a blessing just to be able to um, do the line of work I'm doing and like I said it's it's the people with the nonprofit it's not just for me it's I'm making um, you know I've created job for the community right like yes. um, we yeah we have five uh, including myself five you know, full-time uh, folks, and then 21 contractors, you know, mm -hmm. that includes parents, you know, uh, uh, parent support group facilitators, contract, you know, doulas, uh, we do child um, development screening for the community as well for the communities. So there's a lot of people that I'm really just, just proud to just be able to, you know, create jobs for not just for me, but for, for the people that I'm working with as well. So, so that's sort of what drives me. It's just, I mean, it's, it, it's just an all around, uh, uh, very fulfilling thing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and like yes. I said, it's, it's not all about the dollar because no, that's, it. <laughs> yeah. that's not so great, but, but that's not why, why, um, why I'm in, I'm in this line of work. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, you would not get any questioning of that from this person. Okay. <laughs> Solo <laughs> practice is really challenging. It's really beautiful and lovely. And then mm -hmm. I presume with your strong um, connection with doulas, are you using doulas as your birth assistants or are you actually having other midwives? Because solo practice, yeah. tell me about that. How does that work for you? Yeah, true. So I am using, um, I use, um, there's another, um, I've, I've used uh, other birth workers, like other midwives. Um, you know, it's great when they just sort of graduate and they still don't have their own practice picking up yet. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I've used some of my colleagues that way. And then, of course, once their own practice picks up, it's like, I can't anymore. But now I have, um, I have another midwife who is in a solo practice. Um, her name is uh, uh, Binta Nian. Her and I are sort of using each other as, as, um, as uh, you know, uh, birth assistants, which is yes. really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's which wonderful. is really great. Yeah, because in the past, I, I have tried to have, you know, just my senior student and myself. Um, but I, it's just I, I want her to have more time to learn and not mm -hmm. worry about mm -hmm. you know um, these other other things. So that's why I I am um, using a birth assistant. Yeah. Um, Preferably, I I like I, I like to prefer another trained midwife. You right. know what I mean? Just, just yeah, I case. do know exactly what <laughs> you mean. <laughs> just in case things turn south, and yeah. so yeah, yeah. So the yeah. the the midwifery practice came before or after your worldwide organization? I gotta my get that clear. Yeah, my midwifery practice uh, um, existed way before. Way before. Um, yeah, way before. And then uh, the nonprofit started in 2018. And when it started, it was, right now it's called uh, GPS or Global Perinatal Services. We hope to go global, like mm -hmm. you just said earlier, that that's the goal. But for now, it's just in Washington. Um, but initially, it was... Um, it was called Somali Duels Northwest. Mm. Um, so I am, I was born in Somalia and I was raised here. Um, so I wanted to, like I said earlier, I, um, you know, I worked as a certified medical interpreter and um, folks in my community were having really, really um, just this disconnect between them and the medical uh, uh, folks. 
Um, and usually it wasn't like that when it, you know what I mean? When mm -hmm. books started, um, I don't know um, how much you or, or your audience knows about Somalia, but Somalia, there was a civil war in early 1990s, um, which sort of had people fleeing, you know, uh, for safety. And um, so that's how, how we ended up, you know, here coming uh, uh, to the States. And so back home, care is like, is way different than it is here. So um, doctors are, you know, doctors will see you and doctors will recommend. And usually when they recommend something, it's, it's for your own good. And you trust the doctor 110%, you know, like there's no, no hidden agenda, nothing like that. And doctors will do their best to treat you the first, you know, the first go and you're done. And when folks came here um, and, and the birth back home is there are some births that occur in the hospital, but most people, um, you know, deliver at home. And, um, and there isn't, you know, like a universal health, you know, uh, uh, care, which even in this country, we don't have, hopefully we'll get there. So, <laughs> but it, there isn't such thing over there. So folks would, um, you know, it'll be, it, it's way cheaper if you just have a midwife come and, and do the, you know, home birth and everything. And oftentimes the midwife is somebody who the community knows too, mm -hmm. that she knows you, mm -hmm. she probably delivered you, you know what I mean? Right. What not? Yeah. So, so, so it's like that. Um, so, but here, what happened was people had that trusting um, inclination when they first got here, but then quickly it turned like, wait a minute, there's something going on because cesarean rate for mm -hmm. first time Somali mom was crazy. It just went up and not just first time. It's actually um, even folks who've had, you know, um, five, six children back home. They get here all of a sudden they're having c-section mm -hmm. so the community thought this is this there's just something going on you know there's something wrong so what happened is and in my community we're very verbal community you know like you got you will have a good ex like it's a yelp you know yelp has nothing on us when it comes to like <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah so uh, so so people will talk you know so um what ended up happening is people will stop going to the hospital you know, during that, during that last month, right? Because um, the other thing with Somali uh, women is that they tend to post date, right? Mm. Um, so it, it, not just the first baby, like someone who's had, you know, is having her sixth baby, she'll, she'll, it's normal for her to go 40, you know, 41 weeks and, and plus. So they tend to post date. And when folks post date, what was happening is that they were getting induction and induction was leading into, you know, cesarean. So that's how it was. And mm -hmm. so when they find out this is what was happening, so people start going to the hospital together, they'll just end up calling the ambulance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then like some people ended up having their babies unattended because they mm -hmm. waited so long, you know, all this stuff. So, um, so that's what started happening. So that's how I want, that's what, um, that's why I started the nonprofit organization was to sort of look into and, um, see if we can, um, if we can, um, you know, have doula services to sort of help work with the with the pregnant uh, uh, women, that they will be able to, um, you know, re reduce C-section rates, you know, um, and also even if it happens, the women will know why it happened. Mm -hmm. So that that was the other piece because they they just they were just whisked to the OR without really, you know, what I mean, much explanation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they will be an interpreter, sometimes they won't be. Mm -hmm. So I was hoping. So that that was the whole hope. So I that um, a bunch of women from the community, trained them as a doula, doulas, and then we um, ended up hiring them and then having um, doula services for the community. So we were about a year, it started in 2018. We, uh, so in 2019, late 2019, I started getting more requests from the other um, uh, refugee and immigrant communities mm -hmm. calling saying, hey, you know, do you have a you know, doula that speaks my language? You know, or doulas from the community, women from the community saying, can you train us as doulas too? So when I saw there was that need, then we had to, and we trained the women. I, I think you came to one of the classes where we had like, yeah, the large doula class going. So, um, so that's how, that's when our name has changed as well, as well. We changed our name to, to fit the, you know, the many faces of the organi organization. So, uh, so yeah, that's pretty much how the nonprofit came to be. And yeah, but I had, I had my doula, my uh, midwifery practice way before. Now, yeah. what has been the most successful way of you funding this organization? Yeah, yeah. Good, good question. Um, we've had, because that was the other piece, right? Mm -hmm. It was like when I 
train when I trained as a doula, you know, and I'm going with referee school, finding out all this, you know, all this awesome things about, um, you know, um, um, different options of, of, of providing care and, and all that stuff. And I wanted to create this or uh, uh, um, this nonprofit. One of the things I had to run into was like the community uh, predominantly, uh, most of them are on Medicaid. And so people are not able to afford out of pocket fee, you know, uh, fee for, for the dual services. Um, even though sometimes they're working two, three jobs, it's just, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. they're just now catching up. Um, and so what, how I do or how the most dual, uh, nonprofit dual organizations are funded is that we fundraise, right? Individual donors, um, we appeal to state grants um, and also we like foundations. So that's how, how we're able to, um, you know, um, train and also pay the doulas that are working with us. So um, for our, our program, folks automatically qualify if they are at that 200% poverty line um, or if there are, you know, like enrolled in WIC, um, you know, women, infant, children program, mm -hmm. um, or if they, if they honestly have like Medicaid, if they qualify mm -hmm. for, you know, Molina, whatever, United, all that Medicaid uh, 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 insurance, then they, they automatically qualify for, for our program as well. Mm -hmm. So that's how we, um, that's how we pay. And um, we are hoping by next year, we're hoping that um, there will be a way that um, Medicaid or, you know, the uh, um, will, will be able to reimburse dual services as well. Um, mm -hmm. Not just Medicaid, hopefully with, with most private even insurances, because um, that would be really great if they can do that. Because um, doula services, you know, um, it it saves a lot of money for the state. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh yes, I do. Lots of money. Yeah. So I don't know why it's not like why people are not, you know, like states are not like funding uh, or or allowing doula services. You know, if it passes next year, our organization, I mean, our state will be, I think, the fourth one. I believe because um, there's Minnesota, Oregon, and New York that just did it in 2019, I think, or maybe just last year. Last year, yeah, New York did it, and so ours will be the fourth one, I think, if it um, if it passes this this legislative uh, session. So looking forward, looking forward to that. Hopefully, it will. So that's currently a bill in legislation. It's going to be a bill. So um, a couple of years ago, our governor Inslee. Um, he included um, doula, um, he included like doula services in the budget, the state budget. And then, um, but the way he, he did it was that it was going to come under um, MSS, you know, maternal uh, support um, services. Maternal yeah, support services. services. So um, we're part of a coalition that formed um, around that time, um, and it's called Doulas for All Coalition. And this coalition is, you know, it has like the, um, it has our organization, Global Perinatal Services. It has the Swedish doulas. It has Open Arms. It has um, the Simpkin Center, uh, Surge, um, and I'm 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 forgetting some other uh, organizations and also individuals that are like all uh, pushing forward for this. And um, so we are wanting it to be sort of its own entity and not under MSS. So that's why we. Um, we all decided that it'll be best if it's a bill that actually passes and then and then we'll go from there. Um, so, yeah, this this legislative session, um, it is a bill that's already written and hopefully we'll we'll be able to pass this year as well. Next year, I should say. Right. So yeah. one of the things that I know of when I was more involved with the politics was that mm -hmm. there's uh, usually what they have is someone that is there as a champion. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there a champion for this cause right now? Is there? Yeah, yeah. So um, the coalition doesn't have its own, um, like a lobbyist, right? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but one of the nonprofit organization has a lobbyist that they're sort of using to to help push this forward as well. Uh, but as far as like a, a somebody champion, um, I think um, one of the newer. Um, uh, lawmakers just agreed. I, th I, I want to say it's Kristen. I'm not really sure. Kristen Harris. I think Kristen Harris, Representative Kristen Harris, mm -hmm. is the one who that's going to be championing it for us. So I don't know what uh, um, district she. I, I know it's Seattle, but I don't know exactly the district number that she represents. So yeah, and it sounds like there's a good momentum. 
the coalition has um, been doing a great job in inviting lawmakers, um, you know, and educating them about, about the bill, what doulas do, because oftentimes people think doulas are midwives, right? right. Like there's that, there's that confusion. <laughs> and so, um, so, so yeah. And so we've been doing really, you know, soft educating, reminding people about the difference between the two um, and all that. So, um, so yeah, we're really, it, so far, most people that we've talked to, they seem like they're really, they're like, yeah, there's no brainer. This, you know what I mean? This should happen a long time ago. So, so, but we'll see. It, it's always up until it passes in Olympia, as, as you know, it's, you just never know. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So now the doulas that are within your organization, is there uh, the majority of them are in the hospital setting with their families or is there, mm -hmm. is it even, or what about the settings? Just yeah. Yeah. The doulas, majority of them are still home birth. I mean, not home birth. I, I wish there was a home birth, but, but <laughs> there are majority of them in the hospital. We need to get women out of the, you know, hospital, the ones that want to be out. Right. Um, but yeah, it's um, majority of them are still at the hospital. Um, but still, like, like I said, you know, um, we're all about, cause that's the thing when people think about a doula automatically, they think, oh, they're, they're the natural hippies, you know, like they're, <laughs> they, they do anything, you know, they, they would go like any, pretty much by any means, you know, necessary, natural kind of thing, or, you know, um, no, we meet, we meet these families where they're at, you know, mm -hmm. and the person, you know, who's pregnant, they get to decide. So the, 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 what we strive as, you know, um, like as an organization is, and, and also what our dual strive is just to make sure that that women's voice is included in the, in the decision-making. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then also mm -hmm. that at the end of it all, that she feels satisfied with how the birth unrolled, like unfold. Right. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes it's, it's, it's overly medicalized that it's like, it, nobody's considering what like the psyche of this woman, how mm -hmm. she's going to take, you know what I mean? To take yes. it away. What? Yeah. So, so that is, that's a piece that we, um, we make sure that it's, it's there, mm -hmm. that she's at the, t you know, the person's at the table, um, their voices are included into the decision-making and mm -hmm. also at the end of it all, because if that happens, then, she, you know, they'll be really fine with the birth outcome. If it ends up cesarean, if she ends up getting, you know, uh, epidural, whatever, right? Because she feels like, okay, I, I, I was told what was happening. I consented to everything that was done to me. And now this was the best, you know, route for me and for my, my baby. So, so that's what we strive for. Um, and that's what we try to have the conversation, uh, uh, around with whenever, you know, the medical folks, the ones that are willing to sit down and talk to us, that's what mm -hmm. we try to tell them that mm -hmm. we, we, we like folks to think doulas as an extension of the healthcare. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, um, yeah. So we're working together in, and because we, we are already having enough, like enough crisis as it is in, in our maternal, uh, maternal, um, health services. So I, I, I was at, um, I was at a talk, not at a talk. I was listening to a, a pre-recruited webinar and this professor was talking about how it's, you know, it's the, the numbers are so bad for black women. Mm -hmm. But they're also bad for white women too. So the mm -hmm. overall like health, like maternity care in America is just bad yeah. for you know what I mean for yeah. so so it's yeah yeah so so it was really um, it, it was really interesting um, to sort of hear that to just put it into perspective you know so yeah and so we are all trying to you know make it make it good for uh, for folks in America to birth and you know to birth freely too so right yeah right yeah. that was one of one of my big concerns is that people need information if they're going to make an informed choice they have to have information and it's the quality and the um, effectiveness of the information that they have access to that is a yeah. question a lot of the times not necessarily the care itself but the yeah. access to being that person at the table without having yeah. someone to have to advocate for that but the yeah. shared decision making is the norm is mm -hmm. um it's a goal to it's a vision and a goal if you would and it's uh yeah. it's a it's also an an opportunity to call to the table the people that will help that to be there because yeah truly truly 
the consumers are the families, are the women mm -hmm. and the families. The, yeah. That's who the consumers are. And the consumers yeah. do have strength. They do have power. They mm -hmm. do have a voice. It's just yeah. that opportunity for them to recognize what is going on and not just accept what is depicted as normal as yeah. normal. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, wow. exactly. I, um, yeah, I remember I had, um, I had, um, you know, cause people don't think like they can change providers too. Right. They, they feel like once they're in it, that's it. Right. I had, um, this is way before I, you know, the nonprofit, I, I was working for an, another organization and they had just connected me with, um, with a, with, with a young couple who were expecting their second child. So we communicated over the phone um, and literally this person is like crying and she just, you know what I mean? And, and they're like, we just came back from our doctor's office. They had um, cesarean with their first child, mm -hmm. right? She pretty much, she, she dilated to full, but then again, baby's heart rate went down and they had to rush them into, um, you know, into OR and that's how she had it. And now she's expecting her second one and she was already 39 weeks pregnant. And now the provider is telling them they need to sign the papers for a repeat C-section. At 39 and weeks. It wasn't mentioned before then. Yeah. And because they said the reason why they went back to that same provider is because she had told them, we, you know, they can give it a try. They can, you know, do a, um, a TOLAC, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or, or a Tri trial uh, uh, of labor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what she had told them. But then again, now as they're getting closer, she's saying this to them. So now they're frantic,ing you know, uh, freaking out. And then they called um, for doula services, and I was connected to them. So, and I told them, you know, you know, you can actually like get a second opinion. You can go, you know, like I don't know anything about y'all's, you know, uh, health history, but you mm -hmm. can actually do that. And they just, but they were like, we're thirty, you know, nine weeks pregnant, this and that. I was like, yes, you can. So, you know, um, so I looked up, you know, I I, I looked up some. Um, some uh, provider information. So I was contacting and then the partner was contacting uh, some. So finally, one of the hospitals, you know, um, told them, yeah, you guys can come over, but you would have to bring your records with you because mm -hmm. it's such a, you know, so mm -hmm. late in the game. So the partner went, got the records, dropped it off. They had, a, you know, one appointment with, with their new providers and they were like, yeah, well, we'll let you, you know, labor out. So, um, you know, the following, like a week later, she, she went into labor and she had her baby vaginally, you know, <laughs> and yeah, but the thing is they couldn't believe like they could, mm -hmm. like, they could switch that late. They didn't think they had a voice. They just thought mm -hmm. what this person was telling them was the way it was going to be. Mm -hmm. So, and they were so grateful. This, this couple were, you, you know, for, for, for the longest time we were, um, you know, they were keeping me in the loop and just, you know, reaching out to me um and and everything so like you said people need to be able to know that the consumers have power too you yes. know oftentimes it doesn't it doesn't you know it doesn't play out like that but but you do you can definitely get a second opinion you know and um get your questions answered you know of course you don't you don't want even after your questions are answered you don't want to be also stuck on that you know what i mean on that side mm -hmm. right you mm -hmm. want to be flexible too mm -hmm. like because mm -hmm. that's the whole thing with having a doula who is pretty much we're not like we're not we're not biased at all right we want to make sure that the person gets their voice heard the person who hired us right but at the same time we also want to convey that the concern the providers have is real mm -hmm. like like it's not healthy to keep a baby in there past 42 weeks you know what i mean because of uh because of the, you know, uh, you need to know the happen, risks. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So we relate that, you know, we relate that to them. Um, another, another, uh, scenario that comes to mind is this young, um, Gambian couple. I was, um, I was doula for, they're the first time a parent was this woman was like laboring, like a second time mom, you know how mm -hmm. that is like <laughs> from, from, from zero to 10, you know, yes. like really things were progressing really beautifully. For them, like from my end, I'm like, this is this is this is gonna happen so soon. But, but that means there was so much that she was trying to all of a sudden, you know, um, take it in. And um, we talked about, you know, medication use. They had said no to me. I was like, okay. So we're in the hospital, and this woman is like, she is such in like such so much discomfort that she was laying on the the hospital floor. You know, the room mm -hmm. like a 
you know, because the coolness, the coolness of that mm -hmm. was like, she was trying to get, you know what I mean, some some help from that. Mm -hmm. And um, the nurse asked her, do you want medication? Again, she says no. So I just sat next to her. I was like, could you tell me why you don't, you know, why are you refusing medication? Do you know, like, the, you know what I mean, the um, anything about epidural, this and that. And then she tells me, my friend, you know, has had it, and my friend has had a friend who got it, and she had some, uh, some, some injuries, you know, um, and things like that. So I explained it to her what it is, you know, and, and everything that there are some side effects, and then if she wants, she can ask the nurse, you know, some more information and all that stuff. And she did, and um, and eventually they ended up. She was like, "Yeah, like I didn't know it like that. Like I want to get it right." So she gets her epidural, and then a couple hours later, she pushes her baby out. She was so grateful that we had that conversation because she was like, I, I just thought this was, you know what I mean? This was something that you just, if I get it, like things are just going to go like crazy for me. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, like it's so really important for people to know um, correct information, like you were saying, so that they can make decisions for themselves mm -hmm. too, you know? Mm -hmm. Everything has side effects. Even aspirin has side effects, you know, like, but it should be the person's choice to sort of um, say yes or no after they got all the facts. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, the families that you serve and your, your kind of, your practice, tell mm -hmm. me if you would like to just share maybe one of the most poignant stories or just something that really makes you go, this is why I'm a midwife. Is there something oh, like that you could share with us? There's like so much of that that I could share, <laughs> but there's one that came to mind um, that just happened um, the beginning of the year. Um, it's always awesome when you have reluctant grandparents at the birth, <laughs> but you don't know that they have been reluctant. <laughs> Up until the birth happens and they tell you, this is not so bad. Like, I wish I had this. Like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it was, um, yeah. So my clientele, my client, my door is open to everybody, right? As a midwife, I'm a, I like to think myself of a midwife for every, for every, you know, person who wants one. Um, so, but because there's such a shortage of uh, black midwives, I am um, like couples, intentionally seek me out because of that right mm -hmm. so oftentimes my clientele are like african-american you know i see like large large amount of african-american uh, uh families and then also i also see um mixed um mixed couple mm -hmm. you know uh, mm -hmm. um families and that you know there's reasons why that happens but that that's what i um you know and and and, and i do i do have um you know uh clients who are also identify themselves as caucasians too but this one particular family was um they're african-americans first-time parents and um they had this beautiful birth you know during the because the pandemic they wanted the family to be there and you know home birth was was the way to go um and they didn't want to you know be in the hospital with all this craziness um and yeah, they had amazing, beautiful first time, uh, um, you know, uh, birth that literally started in the morning and then it ended before four o'clock. You know what I mean? Like it, it was kind of like that. And the uh, the um, the client's mom, this this is what she said. Like you know, after after giving birth, and she was like, "That was so amazing." And she was like, "And to think I was against this, you know, like I was telling them, like you need to be in the hospital. This is your first baby." You know, for some odd reason, people tend to think you shouldn't be at a hospital if it's your first baby, right? Mm -hmm. Like the second or third ones are like not as important as the first baby or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, and it, it was just really nice. And then she's calling, you know, um, her her uh, uh, parent who also lives in another state sort of relating this to. And um, yeah, so it was, it was really cute mm -hmm. just to sort of witness that. Um, mm -hmm. it, it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that story came to mind automatically when you asked me that. Right, right. Yeah. It is so beautiful. Yeah. It mm -hmm. is so beautiful. Uh, yeah. I like the pace that you have of only having one or two families a month that that birth yeah. because it is a very intense lifestyle, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Oh my goodness. Uh, Roxanne, like I remember when I was going, like my 12 year old was just 
you know, few years old at the time and preceptorship, you know, and some of the sites, you want to be at a site that has a lot of birth. So you want to, you can get your numbers at the same time. It's like, it's no joke when somebody says there'll be times where you miss birthdays. There'll be times when you miss no, holidays. You know what I mean? There'll be times like I would go to clinic thinking I'm going to do clinic, come back, but no, we'll end up having two births and I'm back like two days later, yes. you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really, really not. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's no joke. So now, now that I am doing my own thing, I feel like it's really nice to sort of pace myself like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it's really, yeah, I am, um, and and as you know, midwifery, um, you know, going through midwifery school also, if you don't have that family support or just mm-hmm. doing midwifery mm-hmm. work, period, if you don't mm-hmm. have that family support, you know, um, a partner that can sort of step in when you're not there, you know, mm-hmm. it, it really, really matters. So, um, so yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't be doing this, you know, if it wasn't for just the patience, patience of my family. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It yeah. is it is a wonderful mm-hmm. thing to have that and you you're absolutely right you cannot do it without it mm-hmm. and that's why yeah. that's why I think of midwifery it's a calling because it's not a job if people mm-hmm. have a job this is this is not that doesn't go under the heading of job you know mm-hmm. it really does that's right it is yeah. like a, a, yeah. a special calling in people's lives it mm-hmm. is. I mean, who wants to go? To, who wants to wake up three in the morning and you know? <laughs> you, there has to be a calling, like for that. So, uh, so yeah, and, yeah. And, and then and then you you know you welcome that new life to this world, mm-hmm. and it's like you forget. You know, you are on this this euphoric feeling. You know, the next mm-hmm. twenty four hours that you can't even sleep. Yeah. You know, so yeah. so yeah. So and, it, and it you're talking about is. the midwife, not just the mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What are your dreams? If you if you don't mind sharing, what are your dreams both for your your mm-hmm. midwifery practice separate and then and then for the organization? Oh my goodness, my dreams. I um I would love um oh I ha- I haven't mentioned this when I introduced myself so I am actually getting my um I'm getting my masters in uh, maternal child health systems mm-hmm. I know oh wonderful <laughs> wonderful so so that's that that's something I'm doing on the side on, on my <laughs> your free time and all your free time <laughs> why not why not yeah. yeah. I was still I was telling my husband the other night what what why did I do this again like mm-hmm. why am I doing this but I would love 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 to um I would love to do some policy work right mm-hmm. um I run maternity care mm-hmm. yes I would love to do that um so I will see I will see if I can do something around Washington if not I would love to go global, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my dream, like as far as my midwifery, um, you know, uh, practice goes. Um, and for the nonprofit, I would love to, um, I would love for us to have, I, I was, I was watching, um, oh yeah, uh, Tamara, um, Tamara Jones, I think her name is. She is a professor of she so I, I don't know what she is um tamara jones is is um her thing and um she does a lot of talk around um you know racism and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and all that stuff one of the talks that she did was that she was talking about she said we need um like just she was talking about you know in making um the disparities around maternal health care and, and whatnot we don't need um you know um what do they call uh, multi-year funding? She said we need generation-long funding, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> I mm-hmm. love that. That like stuck mm-hmm. with me because that would be because um, it 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 is a lot of hustle. Like a lot of the work I do is constantly, you know, attending weapon, you know, info session webinars about funding and seeing if we qualify and attending it. Small pool of money. So many people attending. You know, it's mm-hmm. really really hard getting a lot of no's because it's mm-hmm. just. There's so many other amazing organizations doing amazing work, you know. Um, so it's just I know the work that we're doing. It's making you know uh, changes. 
Um, so it would be really nice to just not worry about mm -hmm. chasing funding, right? Mm -hmm. That it just sort of becomes the, a, a right that people have. Like mm -hmm. you're pregnant, you want to get support around that, you know, lactation support, you know, doula, whatever, that it's just universal health care. There you go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That would be like, <laughs> that well, would be really awesome. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, yes. I I applaud you in in pursuing that because yeah. we we desperately do need mm -hmm. people at the table that uh, have that passion and that have that knowledge and mm -hmm. have worked in the trenches so it's real, you know, and yes. seen mm -hmm. it and seen it up front and personal. So I will be delighted to watch your future campaigns here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and invest in that. That's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. Now, you say that you have 20, was it 21? Did I get that number right? 21 mm -hmm. people, right. 21 uh, yeah. doulas that, that are commissioned there through this clinic. Yeah. This is That's wonderful. Right. So, and, That's right. and, and I'm presuming that there, that there's not a lot of, um, mm -hmm people just waiting to be able to serve. I would imagine that they're all out there serving. Is that a, is that true? Or is there, is there, is there quite a, a, yeah. a supply? So the, mm -hmm, the, the communities that we, we have over, I think, I like to just say over 10 different languages that the, mm. uh, our doulas speak, right? So they're serving various different. So some communities are, um, having higher referral, um, than others, mm -hmm. right? right? So, um, for instance, our, um, our, the Somali, you know, doulas or the, um, um, Oromo speaking doulas, um, or the, um, like African American, um, you know, families, those are the highest ones that are, you know, what I'm, we're getting frequent, uh, uh referrals and those doulas are busy. Um, and then there are those, um, like our, you know, Arabic speaking, uh, doulas mm -hmm. that are not as busy, but they're still on our payroll too. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have, um, who was it? Um, oh my goodness. Um, like, yeah, the Swahili speaking doulas, mm -hmm. they are on our payroll, but they're not getting as many, um, as many, uh, uh, clients. So it's sort of just, uh, um, it, 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 it varies. Yeah. And if, a, if, a, if a doula is not getting a lot of, um, you know, assignments through being a doula, then we, that's why we train them to do also, um, child development screening. Yes. which is we use a tool called uh, ages and stages questionnaire. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where you do, um, you know, um, it's, it looks at like six different domains to see where the child is as far as like, are they uh, developing um, on target or are mm -hmm. they falling behind? Mm -hmm. If they're falling behind, we can connect them to resources. Um, so that is um, w one of our new newest programs that we have. So, uh, um, so doulas that are not getting doula assignments, we can still use them as like ASQ, we call them screeners. Uh, so that way they're still, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, uh, yeah. They're still doing some, uh, some work as well. So often these people have been also recipients of doulas as well themselves. Right. And, or are also moms, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, which mm -hmm. is really exciting that, you know, being able to see that a doula, you know, a client who had a doula a couple of years ago is herself now a doula. You know right, what I mean? Right. It just it just says a lot. Yeah. Yes, it, it does. Says a lot. It says mm -hmm. a lot about yeah. the communities and how they uh, how yeah. it, how it is providing that that service and then and then mobilizing people to make sure that those services are there for others. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. testament. It's a beautiful yeah. testament. It is. It is. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, from the doula perspective. Yeah. Have there been, I'm sure, because I got to be there and among the class that one time, but I'm mm -hmm. sure there's so many stories. It's so rich in the, mm -hmm. in the, that feeling of really making a difference and finding a lot of fulfillment. Is there any one mm -hmm. that comes to your mind? Oh my goodness. I know, um, there's so many, I know, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's, um, Our doulas are, they go far, like, you know, you have the labor support doulas, the mm -hmm. traditional, 
um, doula trainings and whatnot. And, and then you have community-based doulas, right? And what makes them really unique is that they know the, the issues of their community better than I do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they know how to sort of better way to deliver mm-hmm. information to the community, uh, the community they serve. Um, so it's really, um, because I'm also, you know, um, they call me as a clinical uh, uh, consultant if, if mm-hmm. they're like stuck at a birth or like, mm-hmm. you know, they've mm-hmm. done X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. and nothing seems, and, you know, I encourage them to just for support sake, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I had one of our doulas, um, she had been to a birth, like the client was in labor for three days. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily she was able, the doula was able to go home, you know, shower, eat, and then get some sleep and they come back um you know at some point but um it sort of just shows you the you know the dedication and you know what i mean mm-hmm, and then yeah. um the um again uh, first time um first time uh parent um that was really having um there were some a lot of issues about whether or not you know it, that's the thing um with when you are talking like as a provider you have to also know that sometimes it's not just the client who's going to be making the decision or right. what you're proposing. Mm-hmm. It's the, her mother, it's her yes. partner, oh, it's yes. her aunt. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's in it's context really like, of the culture. It's in yeah, context yes. of the culture. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oftentimes you have to talk, you have to appeal to the grandma, mm-hmm. you know, who, mm-hmm. because grandmas have like huge power, especially a girl's mom. She has a huge power of how that birth is dictated because, you know, she's had babies before. So she knows how things should be, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so just just being able to um, appeal to them because they were having a hard time allowing this young uh, person, again, being able to um, being able to get pain management mm-hmm. so that she mm-hmm. can, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, grandma is saying, I've had, you know, six, seven children without mm-hmm. any medications. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? You can push this baby out. So it's, it's being there for the client and supporting her through that, even though the medical folks sometimes they don't they don't get that that back backstory, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you understand it. You know this person could mm-hmm. could use some some pain management to just relax a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So she can progress. But you can't like push her because this is what she's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's working with that, even if you have to, you know, go back back and forth. Uh, you know, uh, two times. You know, just because it's <laughs> yeah, it, it's taking long. So, um, so it's stories like this that are like, this is why we're there, you know, like it's mm-hmm. give the information to the pregnant women at the same time, make sure that, cause she don't want to burn bridges, you know, like no. her mom is going to, yeah. her mom's feelings going to get hurt. Like, you know, or like she brought her, um, her, her mom and her doula. Now the partner is feeling, you know, left out. Mm-hmm. So now it's the doula is whatever to sort of say, why don't you be here like today, you know, until tonight, whatever. And then. You know, like things like this that um, that duels are doing. But yeah, this last story, I, I was really like, just hang in there. That's all you can do. You know, finally, mm-hmm. she she day three. You know, um, she, she got some pain management and was you know able to uh, progress. But it's just that whole thing of like, I'm a gatekeeper for you. You know, I'll you know we'll do what you want to do mm-hmm. so long your baby and uh, you are doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It is. It is really such a wonderful thing to highlight it in that way because the mm-hmm. someone in the community knowing the culture yeah. knowing the uh the appropriateness of of how you do mm-hmm. meet people where they are and honor them in yeah. that place mm-hmm. and advocate for the for the mom and the baby and the, yeah. the, the situation yeah. so mm-hmm. community-based makes all the difference i really have a great uh, respect does. and and honor for that for that mm-hmm. to be the case um i want people to know how to find you how to contribute to you how mm-hmm. to get more information so could you share with us um a little yeah. bit of that now Sure. Um, so for our nonprofit, we do have an, or, um, a website called um, Global Perinatal. 
dot uh, org. Um, so folks can go there, and um, we're always we're always taking donations of any kind. Um, so you know, from from you know dollar donations to um, if you want to buy a car seat or you know what I mean, gently mm-hmm. used clothing, baby clothing, and, and all that stuff. So folks can um, definitely donate through there. Um, and for my, um, th- there is a link from from the nonprofit to my to my uh, midwifery practice as well. Um, so um, with that, if people are wanting services, I'm down here in uh, in Federal Way, and I serve uh, predominantly South Seattle and Tacoma as well. Well, Sumner too, because I do have uh, uh, folks from because more and more people are being pushed out, you know, farther and farther. So um, so so I I'm that's that's who I'm serving now. So if anybody's needing um, any service like that, you know, please feel free. I, you don't always need to just have an out of hospital birth. You can just get prenatal care with a midwife. You can get postnatal care with a midwife because they find, you know, they've done research as is with everything that, you know, folks that get prenatal care with midwives tend to actually, you know, have a reduction in, in, in intervention, in interventions such as, you know, um, uh, uh, induction or cesarean mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, and are also, mer- you know, they're very, very well versed about their choices. Um, and then again, during that post postpartum period as midwives, we provide s- so much more mm-hmm. than that one, you know, six week, whatever postpartum visit. Um, so yeah, people can definitely um, look into myself or any other, you know, licensed midwife for that matter uh, for care. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Now we are yeah. down to the last couple minutes already. It just goes by oh, wow. so fast when you just get talking about wonderful <laughs> things and wonderful people. I always want you to have an opportunity to, maybe there was something that I took you off in a completely different direction, but anything that you would really want to not close us out with without having shared this. Oh my goodness. Um, my, my, oh, I think you asked me earlier about my wishes, right? Like my dreams for, um, for, for this, I would love to have a birth center down here too. Mm-hmm. I would really, really love to have a birth center. I, you know, um, that was one of the reasons why I moved down here in federal way was because there was no midwifery services when I moved here. Now there is another, um, another uh, uh, practice, lovely practice that joined. So there's two. So just being able to have a community uh, birth center here in Federal Way, that would be really awesome. So um, that's a vision I would like to, you know what I mean? Mm. See it come to fruition. Um, so we'll see um, which not just a birth center, but a community place where people can come and learn all about birth. Um, you know, that there's always something going on, you know, nutrition, mm. lactation, like just, folks can just come and be like, oh yeah, that community birthplace, you know, like I have, yeah, I I have a question. I'll just go there, you know, and and get resources and things like that. So that would be something I would like to, uh, one of my legacies, if if, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is, (laughs) I'm very thankful that you've put this out into the universe and Mm -hmm. into the air of the universe here. And because I, I do believe that, birth centers are wonderful. Do you currently do any births in birth centers? Any other birth centers? They're not very convenient. I do. Oh, you do? I do. I have, yeah, I have privileges at two right now, the Renton one, uh, and then uh, Puget Sound Birth Center, mm-hmm. and then Seattle Home Maternity and Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle Home Maternity means a lot to me because I was mm-hmm. there as a student for mm-hmm. a year. That was that, that was one of my preceptor sites. So, um, so yeah, it was... Um, those, those are the two places that I, I have a privilege, pri- privileges at now. Goodness, it would be so wonderful to have mm-hmm. community-based birth center that's a, a, the, it's not just, like you said, it's not just that somebody will have their baby there, but mm-hmm. it's a meeting place, it's a learning place, it's a growing yeah. place. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. got I had the opportunity to work in a birth center in Juneau, Alaska, and it mm-hmm. was that in the community. It was. It yeah. was a beautiful meeting place and uh mm-hmm. just such a wonderful sense of having a connected community. And that yeah. and that is the one thing that we could all use more of right now and that's being oh. connected. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. Well, yeah, we need oh, that. I am so thankful for you to have taken the time to do this interview with us. Of thank course. you so much. And um, thank you for letting us know that that's in, that there is actually legislation. And mm-hmm. it's important for everyone to know that and yeah. and support that because mm-hmm. we already have tons of research showing the importance of doulas and True. the impact that they have in people's lives let alone yeah. midwives yeah. <laughs> i know i know seriously yeah we, we love midwives love working with doulas too so yes. yeah yes. yeah definitely yes. yeah this was really lovely um roxanne thank you so much for having me Oh, Afaisa, thank you for being here. It was a wonderful time. Of course. And and we'll have to come together again for sure as you get the birth center. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Opening on my birth center. How how about that? Yeah, the grand opening. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, we'll have a live, a live event. (laughs) That that, would be really awesome. I think it would be awesome. And then with you being moving right into doing some of the policy making that is what will pave the way to make it happen so Mm -hmm. i congratulate Mm -hmm. you and i commend you that is not easy to go to school have a practice have a nonprofit, and you know have all of this you're you're just a beautiful soul thank you so much for all the work that you do thank you thank you i appreciate you uh roxanne i appreciate you